0: Oh, he said he's
1: about to get on right now.
0: Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. What's that? That's Fred. Scooby Doo.
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly. He the Ascot. Yep, the Ascot. Beautiful. Just put it on like that, bro. You got you a nice little cooling towel. Your bread was groovy. I see. Cause we got a brand endorsement from this. What's the brand, bro? The brand is called Hit. Hit. Get your cooling towel today.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Try to uh, give me one second. Let me write this shit down real quick. How you doing, bro? Uh, Take your time. Hey, man. Mm. I have to pretty this spend every day, by the way. Oh,
0: nice. I forgot, my mine. mine is somewhere. I think I lost it in the move.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I, a... I actually got this from editing, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And my dog hates it. So every time December says she trip out bro, she like put that shit down.
0: Well um uh, while we're waiting for Oscar, do you want to do you got
1: your ears
0: pierced? Yeah, I thought I, I thought I showed you this. You didn't see you know I didn't see
1: that you got yeah. an earring you know, boy.
0: You know what time it was, bro. Nah, oh, this man got an eerie, bro. Oh man, bro, we have a lot to catch up on, bro. Hey, salute man. That's... Uh, it's been oh, time. What did what did Kenny say? This nigger slided. That's that was a true statement. <laughs> that was, that cool. was a real
1: statement. Oh, I was about to break this shit again. Yeah. That was a real um, statement. Yeah, bro. <laughs> And hey, what about Virginia, Florida? Where he
0: at? Oh, Virginia, Florida? That's a good question, bro. Virginia, Florida, bro. He out in Virginia,
1: Florida. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. Uh, I'll start it off by saying uh, unofficial disclaimer or now official disclaimer because Kenny's not here to say the disclaimer anymore. If you're sensitive to any one of the topics that we speak about, we don't care. Don't care. What's up, bro?
2: What's going on, guys? My bad. I was working on things and had to clean my face and stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, you got to get ready for the uh camera, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to go grease stains all over myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oscar just reminded me of something and
1: this is totally off uh it's totally off topic when we talked about data But y'all ever seen that video with Ferg and uh and Rocky when Ferg was talking, I mean when Rocky was talking about when he went to prison. Slipping he like, on oh, semen, we slipped on <laughs>
2: semen, bro, all the time.
1: Bro, Ferg was smiling and he was like, he was like, What's going
2: on? <laughs> no.
0: Yeah,
1: that shit was funny. No, it has me crying to this day. Yeah, that was was a funny video. Uh, So, uh, Oscar just got on. What's up, Oscar? Just to put Oscar in, bro. We got a few topics today. I don't know which ones we're actually going to choose, but I'll I'll, uh, name them. I forget some. We'll talk about it when we get to it. But uh, I know we had one where. Uh, they were talking about the fatherless home situation. There is another topic, uh, probably is going to be the highlight where we talk about uh, it's a guy he went to prison for child support, turns out it wasn't his baby, and then uh, the Amazonian cables. Nice, let's, let's go
0: to what do you want to tackle first, Freddie? Um, bro.
1: Let's start with the let's start with the elephant, man. Because I saw Oscar face. He was like, "Whoa!" So there was a guy that I saw. I think it was today or yesterday. Um, they had like a public court case. I know people say those are staged. Some of those cases are real. Actually, my uncle went on. Uh, what was it, judge Judy? Um, and he, had, he was suing like his baby mama. So, um basically this guy went to prison for five years um he spent a full five years in prison um when he got out of prison uh they went to court uh, to do a dna test on the child and come to find out that the baby wasn't even his. um in the video if you watch the video the guy says hey she should be held accountable for this and then she was like uh no i didn't do anything wrong And then she also says in that same breath, I do know who the child's baby father is, I still keep in contact with. So, I don't know, y'all got (laughs) real.
2: I saw that clip.
0: Prison time bro, prison time.
2: That's fraud, no.
0: Orange is the new black, send her ass to prison. (laughs) That would be considered fraud. No, yeah,
1: yeah. It Actually, you know what? Good okay, point, we're bro. Withholding
0: information legally.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. For her to say, "Yeah, I know who the dad is," I still talk to him, but had this man locked up for five je- for five years. Hey, Amen. Yeah.
0: Isn't that a <laughs> form of like defamation too? On top of that, that's a
2: yeah. yep. Yeah,
1: that is defamation.
0: Well, is it? Oh, did she assassinate uh, his character? Fucking basically five years, five years of his life yeah. <laughs> down the drain. That's a yeah, long time, She called him, him something
1: he wasn't. She did say
2: he was something he wasn't. So y'all, couldn't.
0: that's a long time.
2: That's a long,
0: long time. time.
2: Especially and think about you. his. And then think about like how that he's viewed amongst the people they know now.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point too. Mm-hmm. And it Christ. just it's just sad, bro, because I was telling uh I I won't say no name, but I had a conversation about this before, back and forth, about like how somebody was saying um, how women uh experience more trauma than men. And they brought up pregnancy. And you know we we can't presume to know what that's like. I'm pretty sure that's pretty that that is really harsh, but it has nothing to do with situations like this. Because I tell Oscar all the time, I'm like, man, my dad used to tell me this guy that he used to work with, and the dude, basically, a long story short, the the woman cheated on him, um, divorced him, but she was cheating on him, divorced him, took the kids. Man, to this day, they are living in this man's house, mm. there's, and it's a similar story to this. They're living in this man's house, and he has he brought himself a new truck, like a Silverado, real souped up. He can't afford to pay for the Silverado, pay for the mortgage, and pay child support, so he has to live in his truck. And I was telling them, women don't go through stuff like that. They they don't have to. So it's like, I mean, you know, hate to compare, but no, it's not we're, comparison.
0: You're on to something there. I mean, the amount of trauma that men have to go through without any sort of scapegoat and just kind of keep your resolve and just kind of push through shit.
1: Okay.
0: Like I a lot of women majority of women don't have to go through that. Yeah. Now, man, there, is, there, are some, there are some disgusting, terrible cases out there to like prove me because yeah. there's exceptions to everything. But yeah. if we're talking at a, in a broader sense, yeah. I have to disagree with that and agree with a lot of I mean, men, especially like unspoken traumas on top of that. There's a lot of men who go through things that they'll, they'll this shit that they go through will never
1: yeah. by the out of day. <laughs> I mean, my, I say this all the time. I, I walk with Char, uh, and for those of you who don't know, Char is my leap I, I ain't giving y'all no information. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I walk with Char all the time, and I talk to her. Uh, Char is my wife, by the way. And, uh, and there are situations where I'm just walking, and, like, a woman will look at me. I won't say what race because all race of women do it. They look at me and then they act like they're so scared when they see me standing next to them. And it's like, okay, like what? And it, it's a common thing, it happens often, Um, where it's like, you know, I'm doing something to them just by being in the presence of them. And I'm like, I'm not even worried about you, but you know, I tell people this all the time. That's traumatic for some people because now when you go out, you it's some people that now when they go out, they got a defense mechanism towards that. Where now they just like, oh man, every time I go out, this is how this person gonna look at me. So they stop doing that altogether. Mm-hmm. Makes them afraid to go outside because look at how everybody's gonna look at me. And then you take it a step further where I actually had a friend, and I won't say his name, but I had a, I still have a friend. Who, when we were in high school, um, a girl that I was talking to said that he—you uh, you, got to be careful with these words. Basically, he touched her, um, is what she said. And uh, when they got, like, when they dug deeper into the case, she basically was saying the only reason why why she said that is because in high school he had a full beard; he had never touched her. She just felt felt uncomfortable with him because he had a full beard. And I was like like
0: which has nothing to do with him, nothing like, to do with you him. know what I mean, and it's like that's that's a trauma that she is projecting on a complete stranger like yeah. and that happens a lot too. but yeah, to your yeah. point, there's a lot of um unspoken traumas that guys go through, and it's kind of like social conditioning. And now you're forming their brain. Now their brain is formed a certain way to move through their life. You know what I mean? And it yeah. that has a big
1: effect on people. So yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you always the bad guy, yeah. the bad guy syndrome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, I just feel like we're paying a lot of men are paying, um, are, they have to deal with all that stuff because of the, of the other few that are actually you know doing the bad shit. Oh and yeah, been, we have yeah. to yeah. for all of that because of the few that that do that. Like we're viewed as different now, and especially in this time and age, it's like you don't know if you can talk to a woman or not just on some friendly <laughs> shit, or even approach somebody at the bar anymore because it's. Anything you do now is gonna be, right. Bad.
0: Right, and I mean to to kind of hop on that, like that's what that scenario that's what pisses me off so much about predators, lame-o motherfuckers like that take advantage of people in that way because it gives the entire collective a bad look. You know, like yeah. throwing little jabs and and traumatizing people and just. Setting for some reason, lame motherfuckers and losers have somehow set the bar of like social interaction, which is fucking weird,
2: right? Not even just social, it's just that if you look at all the because we were talking about the whole um div- uh, divorce type things and then everything, or anything in the court of law now is now, especially in California where we're based out of, it's all favored to the woman, so you yeah. know, no matter. Ooh, you're gonna end up being in the wrong, despite you being a good father, or a good a good ex husband, or anything. It's 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 all work against you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it, it's just it's just sad the situations that you have to go through. Um, I know, man, me, me and Oscar, we talked about this one, and it's the last one. I'm not gonna go too deep in this because I do not want to fuel this debate, and I know we all agree because it's a terrible debate. But I'll say this. I know it was it was one where the guy he went on the show with these I don't know it was these two ladies. I never watched the show, but I guess they like do the OnlyFans and they got a podcast and they have men come on and the men asked them questions or whatever. I really don't know what it's called. Maybe we'll find out next time. But um basically the man went on there, long story short, and he asked the women, was he in the wrong? Because his wife had told him that he doesn't do anything. She had gotten a new friend and the new friend was telling her that, oh, he should be doing something around the house, um, all he does is work. So to, to paint the picture, the guy works, he pays for everything, saying he's working like 13 hour days, he gets back home. Um, he does some of the cooking with working those 13 hour days. Sometimes he takes kids to school. but uh, She doesn't absolutely do anything. Um, he even fits like her lifestyle into his budget. So he makes a good decent amount of money because he's able to pay for everything for his kids and her. He can do everything for it. Um so she started getting selfish basically from my standpoint, and um, was saying that he needed to do more around the house because of his friend that she had. So he did, he started doing everything, basically. Um, when he did started doing everything, uh he actually told himself okay i'm gonna cut back on work because i can't do everything in the house and work the amount of hours that i have to to provide for the family as well so he cut some of his hours and um one day she comes to him and is like hey i need my nails done you don't do that anymore why why aren't you doing that and he tells her he's like well you asked me to take care of everything in the house so I had to cut back on hours. We don't, that can't fit in the budget anymore. We can only get what we got right now. Um, that's over. Now she, they say, she goes off on, you manipulated me. Uh, she had a realization before, but she goes off. You're manipulative. You knew what you were doing the whole time. I don't understand why you can't just do everything and blah, blah, blah. So he asked if he was wrong. Um, In that situation. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. Surrounding this uh, topic. What y'all
2: think? He wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Why would you go to work? Drain yourself. Mentally. Physically. God knows what he was doing for work. Come home. And. Have no help whatsoever. Like, don't get me wrong. If she was working to do her thing, I get it. You might want to help a little extra around. But yeah. she wasn't. So yeah. you're doing in a situation in a marriage where one person is doing And it goes both ways. If you're doing everything, why stay in a marriage with the person that's doing it? Yeah. There's got to be a balance or it's not going to
1: work.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that two hundred thousand dollars a month with paycheck, husband. No, that's, fun.
0: that's that's fucked, bro. I don't know much to say to that. You you don't know uh, anything, Oscar. But I yeah. I mean, holy fuck, this. <laughs> 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 oh man, she leaves me speechless. Honestly. It really, yeah, it's, it's almost like you can't believe it, right? It's like, yeah, I can't, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Yeah, I'm accounting my personal experiences as well, and just hearing that and knowing what other people go through, and it's just like, man, bro,
1: yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, but we can uh, we can move on if y'all want to. Um, uh, I'm, I'm
1: done. I don't, we can't get too deep in it. No, I have They're gonna start saying we read, through, bro. <laughs> hey, bro! I got a red cup, though. Hey, hey. <laughs> there you go. My boy got a red soda.
0: Oh man, oh man, bro. Um, I guess yeah, we could knock. <laughs> Do you want to knock out this uh, what is it? Fatherless homes and
1: how that oh, affects people. You know what? I'm so the- scared to. Talk- I'm so scared to talk about this, bro. But okay, I got some. I got some statistics here. I wish I could pull them up, but uh, for the sake of the video, we'll. I'll just. Huh? I said you can just read them if you can. If you can, it's says- yeah, yeah, no, it's. okay. I'll just read them. Um. So the first one says that seventy percent of children and fatherless homes have dropped out of high school. That's the first one. Second one says, children living in fatherless homes are four times more adapt to living in poverty. Um, and then the last one says, girls raised in fatherless homes are eight times more adapt to become teenage mothers. I think I have one more, but for now, hmm. that's it. Okay.
0: What do y'all think about that?
1: Um. Uh, so the basis of the conversation when I was listening to, to this was that, uh, and we going right back into it, but we'll, we'll, dance, we'll dance with school. Um, the basis of the conversation was like a single mother saying that they can handle children on their own and then somebody brought up the studies for this woman and when she saw it, she was shocked she was like wow uh the last one was 85 percent of children with absent fathers get involved with crime in crime 70 percent of children and well that was it it's 85 percent of children with absent fathers get involved in crime 85 percent that's a that's a high-ass
0: number dude that's high and then you think about that you concentrate that in like one area you know what i mean like a specific area is affected by that statistic that would be yeah yeah, you would jump
1: to like 90 100 i mean that's kind of like bro i don't want to go too far off the deep end because you know you lose people but that's kind of like fueling the business right to keep a, a father out of the home because it's like, it's fueling the business of uh, keeping prison systems because that's a business. They're probably on institutions just like schools and other things. So that's that's fueling the business. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the more fathers you keep out of the home, I mean, the more kids you can get in prison and uh, the more kids you get in the prison, the more you fund in this business. And it's also free labor in those prisons. So I mean, it sounds like a perfect storm to me for somebody who's going, who, who's in that business. Mm-hmm. You no, know, right. terrible for the children, though. Yeah. All right. You said
0: something interesting. You said that um, one of the statistics you read was, um, um, what was it? Rape within teenage girls is increased. What, what In a fatherless home, uh, like that.
1: I don't let want me to record it uh let me see uh it says girls raised in fatherless homes are eight times more adept to become a teenage mother yeah
0: yeah i mean i i personally i listen to all that and all i kind of see in my head is fuck what a what a responsibility it is for a father to kind of keep all that from happening (laughs) you know what i'm saying it it kind of just shows you the the plethora of responsibilities that just kind of fall on a on a on a father if they're doing their job correctly you know what i'm saying
2: yeah right but i also think like having them around also provides the mom being around more often like um Right. Even mm-hmm. if they both do work, it could be like alternating shifts. It could be well, we both get home at this time, you know. Um, when there's a single mother, it's less supervision on a child if they have no one to watch for them. Right. If you don't have the help of a, you know, a stable family, which is obviously it's not gonna include the father, but it's gonna include, you know, the grandparents, the aunties, the uncles or whatever. If they take it upon themselves to actually help and That'll be a little bit more stable for the child, but with no father, it does mean less supervision on the kids. And I mean, I had both a mom and a dad, and with a little supervision, I mean, with the supervision I had, I still was able to go out and, you know, I'm not going to say I was a criminal and doing crazy bad stuff, but, you know, I was doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, see, but bro, it's it's a thing where I tell I tell Jordan this all the time. Were you super restricted? Were your were your parents like super strict where you just couldn't do anything?
2: Uh I I probably they were probably a little bit strict up until I got to probably my sophomore junior year in high school. That's when I kinda they kind of let loose a little bit more. But again, that was with me. My sister had a lot more restrictions than I did.
1: Yeah, well that's because you were you were a boy and the <laughs> word you were a boy. Yeah, that's different, bro. I hate that conversation too, because yeah, I got I got a lot more freedom uh than my older sister. Definitely I got to do a lot more. I'll talk
0: about Miami too, bro. Cause I mean I'm fucking only child, so like I, I yeah. have no fucking idea, bro. <laughs> no clue. Yeah. No clue.
1: Shit. Yeah. Uh, To your point, though, Oscar, I think that what they were saying is, yeah, you're right. We definitely need both parents in the home. But these are statistics specifically showing that when there is only a single mother, they also did one where there's a single father. And when there's a single father, these uh, these statistics are absent. They don't happen. So that's, that's what the argument was. Not to say that women are important, of course. But they were saying when it's a single mother, these things are more likely to happen. When it's a single father, they don't. And it's not to say it's not an exception to the rule, but when it's a single father, they don't. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah. So they're they're entirely absent. Those, it just, a lot of those scenarios just don't happen.
1: They don't happen. Yeah. I think they brought up the fact that it was, it's the energy of, of the man. Mm-hmm. Um, how he would, uh, how he would raise them? Because you know, you know how men are. We, you know, the way we think, we think of things in a different way than women think. And I'm not even gonna uh, say a word, but we think differently. So we, I, I actually had my uh, one of my wife's friends' mom said that we are more business minded. If you want to, everything is like a transaction. With us. Sure, yeah. So you give and you get no in between with that so if you do something there's a reaction to what you've done and there's a react and there's a reaction to what what can be done so everything is a business transaction with us um there's nothing where it's like oh i feel like this or oh i feel like this everything is just straightforward and i think that's why um the these statistics are showing um, because of the straightforwardness, uh, the sternness, and, you know, just for example, those types of things. And and also, you know, from the last topic that we talked about, the, the, the um, I guess you would call it, the things that we have to go through as a man, uh, the stuff that we're molded by, it helps us to guide. Because I know for me in particular, I don't want my kids to go through anything. I now I, you hear this all the time where they say a strong, uh, a weak man makes a rich man and a strong man. Uh, uh, sorry. I can't, I can't even say this right. So basically what they're saying is a weak man makes a, a rich man and a strong man makes a poor man. Basically. So, When you get a father who is weak and absent, like they said, four times more in poverty, um, you know, because of his mind and what he experienced. So then that makes the strong man, he goes out and becomes rich, right? Or he he makes up for the things he never asked. He doesn't want his son to experience those things. When you are given things and you don't earn them, you tend not to care about them. So then that continues the cycle. Um. So I I think it's all about experience, and I'm gonna stop talking now, and I'll I'll give it
0: to you. Uh, Okay, so I can I can speak from personal experience. I did not have a father in the home, like yeah, the way it's supposed to be. if That makes sense. Uh, Yeah, my dad was in and out, here there. He's here for a year. He's He's gone for two – he's here for six months. He's gone for three years, that type of thing. So my mental – and to your point, my mental is so, like, fucking yeah. bulletproof. Like, it's – you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, to your point, like, weak men make strong men or whatever. Um, I, I can totally attest to that because because of that scenario that I had to grow up in, mm-hmm. my brain is, like, you know, bulletproof
1: essentially. So, I, well, yeah, I mean, man, thank God, because that kind of, that is kind of uh, contradictory to what we're talking about anyway, exactly. bringing up that okay. point. Let's um, say I'm an anomaly, like, yeah, you know, that makes sense, so. Yeah, not you being contradictory, what I said about the strong weakness. Oh, okay. yeah, not mm-hmm. contradictory, but I mean, that that is the way it works, even if the weak man was in the in the child's life, mm-hmm. um, you know. It's, it's a cycle, and it makes for, you know, these things to happen. Basically, at the end of the day, both parties are important. Oscar, you got something?
2: No, man. I mean, I grew up with two parents, and like I said, they had we – we had rules and we had stuff like that. So I didn't get – like I'm saying, I didn't get to let loose until I was, you know, 16, 17. So – but I do have family members and stuff like that that – are both um, that have not been around for their kids, and we know them like we know the kids, and we know that they haven't been around for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully, though, the rest of my family does get involved with them. Like we don't neglect them, we don't you don't know, see them it ways. Just the father seeing them some type of way. So, uh, yeah can they have a support system they have people that looks after them and stuff like that um and i think just those situations build the kind of person you want to end up being in the future and i uh for example jay's a great guy but then you're gonna get someone that does get someone pregnant and it's like well my dad wasn't there i don't gotta be there yeah but how many times is it the latter as opposed to a situation like that has that support system and stuff like that? And it's going to be a lot more of the second option. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see it all the time.
1: All right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick. Y'all ever heard that Johnny Cash song? To speak to uh, Oscar's point, this is Johnny Cash song where his, his dad named him a girl name. Somebody help me out. I can't think of the name of that song, but and the,
2: like Sue or
1: something right like Mary yeah. Sue some shit. yeah he named him Mary Sue and he spent his whole life he turned out to be a criminal and all that because his dad wasn't around he spent his whole life and this is from the perspective of a man that, that wasn't around Um, I believe he in the story he did explain he was around but not too much so he grew up to be a pretty uh, tough dude because he ended up being made fun of for his name of course you know I, <laughs> no, nah, just um, and, and at the end when he met his dad, I think I believe they had like a draw, and his dad told him, "He's like the reason why I named you that is to make you tough. I didn't want you to be a punk, basically. So I named you that because I knew it would harden you." And he just broke down and hugged his dad after that because he was like, "Wow, you did all that. you know. It's kind of it's a strange way." To build somebody, but that's the way he chose to go about
0: it. Yeah, that's a, a boy named
1: Sue. That's the name. Yeah, a boy named Sue. Yeah, go listen to that song and see what I'm talking about. A boy named
0: Sue. Hey, um, we got we got five minutes left. I can if y'all wanna hit the other topics we can. I kinda wanna get into some more light hearted shit. Um so I can restart it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. We can do that. All right. Give me a second. All right.